opening little split of music there. Makes you want to hear the whole thing, isn't it? Well, you can hear it. Go ahead if you want to. It's um, the opening from Kiss, the band Kiss, 100,000 Years. Yeah, I've seen them guys like three times, many, many, many moons ago. And, you know, it's just not what you expect. It's way more. <laughs> it's, you know, a lot of bells and whistles and moves and things that, you know, it's like they always said, it's the show you always wanted to see or we always wanted to see, but nobody had the guts to do it, so they did it. Anyways, once again, not endorsing. So this is Let's Talk. It is Wednesday, hump, hump, hump day, Mike, Mike, Mike. And I am your host, Mike, again, always, hopefully, until, you know, I'm in heaven with the rest of you. And this episode is the sequel. I hope it's a good one, because sometimes sequels don't work out so good. Like that Jaws thing, they overdid that halfway through part two. (laughs) Yeah, anyways, so the show is Let's Talk, and it's three things. It's something that you'll listen to and hear more about what you already know and maybe be able to add some stuff to it or clarify it. The second thing it is, it's a chance for you to learn. It's a chance for you to open your eyes and see what's really going on and hopefully get motivated to do something about it, mainly your salvation. And the third thing it is, well... (laughs) It can sometimes be politically incorrect to the extreme. Okay, that's what we're hoping for. And it can, uh, you know, be a little divisive and, and, and rub the wrong way. Okay, I'm doing a good job there, I hope. But unfortunately, what it is, thirdly, it's an opportunity and a chance for you to see how ignorant you are and how little you know about what's really going on in the world And if you don't do something about it, you're just going to be another lost soul. If this is any consolation, (laughs) it says in Scripture, God doesn't take delight in sending the wicked to hell. And he doesn't. Because, you know, the option would have been what? Go to heaven. Okay, now he's happy. So, there you go. Making the Lord God himself unhappy. Way to go. So anyways, but that's true. That, you know, I joke, but I, I, dig- I digress. I digest, I was going to say. I must be hungry. I'm thinking about food. Well, anyways, so that's what the show is. And for the most part, I hope you know what I'm talking about. Maybe I can surprise you every so often with a little something you didn't. Or hopefully you're the one that, you know, realizes your situation, then you do something about it. That's what I hope for. So just a quick update. Now, the other day, the last show, I think it was, I announced, or I announced, I've been talking about the World Economic Forum and so forth, and the UN and different agencies and groups throughout the world, and their, you know, one world government, one world religion, and all that good stuff, plans. And one of the things we've talked about is the digital currency and the um, implanting, possibly, an implant. We'll know when it actually comes about, but it seems to be at the time it's an implant. They say a little smaller than a grain of rice, and it's amazing. I want you to think of something. That little grain of rice contains every single bit of information that could ever be gathered about you, and or, if not so much that, it has the ability to go out into the World Wide Web and tap into its systems and, and find those things out about you. This is incredible, right? There'll be no secrets. <laughs> so, the nation of Ethiopia has announced it will make the transition of mandatory digital IDs for all citizens with the chief enforcement tool being the major banks. So using a World Bank-supported digital ID system with standards also approved by an eight-nation blah blah group within the United Nations, all citizens will be in compliance and will need to have this digital ID 
in order to use banking services in the country by 2025. So the thing with the banks, it may seem like, well, so what, the bank? But Yeah, but that's where all your money is. You see how they get you? You know, they pretty much made it so almost everybody does direct deposit, right? And then even when you retire, like my retirement and my Social Security direct deposit, everything and anything, everything and anything that gets paid for comes out of my bank account by me giving a card number of one sort or another, either a bank card or a, a one, you know, I don't do like some people do, use credit cards to pay your debt, but, you know, there's that. So the point is, it's always about this digital thing. And this is just the last, you know, the, or the, the last. This is just really the latest evidence that banks are driving the di digital identity agenda. And it, it, there should be no really surprise about this. If you've been listening to the show and you've been paying attention and you take it serious, then you know that this is something that's been coming. And you, you can't stop it. This is the plan, actually, for all nations, as I've said on my shows. But here's just a few. Ethiopia, who actually followed Canada, Nigeria, China, Finland, Germany, Japan, Norway, Sweden, South Korea, Sri Lanka, and a whole junk load of others. This is all part of their Agenda 2030, the United Nations plan, you know, the 2030 Sustainable Development Goal. Now, part of that goal is also, <laughs> hate to break the news to you, but uh, there only being about 500,000 people left on the earth. On the earth. According to the Georgia Guidestones, now these are a group of stones in the state of Georgia. You just look them up, the Georgia Guidestones. And they're a replication of the, the hedge, what's that place? Stonehenge, I think. Anyways, you know, where the, you, when you see it, you'll know where I'm talking about. I appreciate you giving me a break there. But anyways, um, so it's, it's a replica of that. It's, it has very significant religious and spiritual, and not in a good way, um, tones to it. And part of what it says on the, there's an inscription, part of what it says is to, you know, in order to relieve the stress and so forth on poor Mother Earth and so forth and so on, the Earth's population should only be or should not exceed 500,000. Do you realize how many billions of people that is that are going to die according to what they want to do? Do you see what's going on here? And these are the people that tell you in the same breath, oh, we care about you and we're going to help you through this. Yeah, when pigs fly, jackass. <laughs> See what I mean about being ignorant to what's going on? I bet you didn't really know that, did you? For the first time in your life, hopefully you stayed long enough on the show with somebody talking, and you actually just woke up. I hope this woke you up. Maybe something else will. But I hope you wake up. So let's get into our first prayer. Father, at this time, let your word always, Lord, reign supreme. And your word always be, as it is, Lord, treated holy and without spot or blemish. May you, Father God, and our Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, always receive all the praise, glory, and honor. And I ask you for this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Oh, house of Israel. Hang on, please. I apologize for the uh, couple of breaks I had to take there. My grandson sits out on the couch. He's doing his hour on the phone. He gets one hour a day on the phone. Plays games, safe games. I bought him a tablet. His, his broke, his uncle bought him one that <laughs> doesn't work, and there's no way to get a hold of the uncle to tell him that. It was mailed to him. So I bought him a tablet with parental controls already installed. Anyways, the dog got shut up in his bedroom. I can hear the dog, you know, little yelps and stuff. 
So I let the dog out, and I say to the grandson, did you hear him? And what was the answer? I bet you can't guess. Oh, yes, of course I heard him. How could you not? Well, the question is, how could you not get up off your butt and let him out? And then I cut his time on the phone in half. Instead of an hour, he's got a half hour. So in a half hour, I'm going to have to pause the show again. <laughs> Let's get going here, all right? Come on, enough fooling around. Oh, house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter? Saith the Lord, behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are ye in my hand, O house of Israel. At what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up and to pull down and to destroy it? If that nation against whom I have pronounced, they turn from their evil, I will repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. And at what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to build and to plant it. If it do evil in my sight, that it obey not my voice, then I will repent of the good wherewith I said I would benefit them. That's in Jeremiah 18. Jeremiah lived during the time of the uh, expulsion <laughs> yeah, from Israel by the Babylonians. That was a horrendous time. I mean, these guys came in there, you know, not long after the Chaldeans had been around. These guys come in there and they just, you know, level it to the ground. Poof, gone. And the temple included. But anyways, what if, and I've asked this question before, but since I read this scripture, what if the name Israel was changed to America? He's already talking about nations. He can raise them up and pull them down. At, at his will. And when he raises them up, they're great and glorious kingdoms because when they were raised up, they believed in God. But when he pulls them down, <laughs> but what if that was, what if that was us? What if? Because I'll tell you, <laughs> funny thing how scripture works. Arizona, Arizona, you want to go back and have a wonderful time. That was actually a jingle for a racetrack back where I came from, a, a thoroughbred track, Saratoga. Arizona, listen to this. I'm going to read this story, but before I do, I'm going to tell you something. I don't remember who the leader was that said this, but trust me when I tell you, it's a bona fide statement. It could have been one of the Russian guys back years ago, but they said when questioned or talking about the uh, um, invasion, if you will, of the United States to conquer it, he said they would never have to do that because they would fall from within. So let's read the first headline and see how far we've fallen. Arizona continues to allow a company. Now, mind you, states like Arizona almost always have water issues. It's never not an issue. It's a desert, pretty much, okay? Except for the northern half. So they continue to allow, with that being said, a company to pump enough water to support a city of 50,000 people to grow crops. Not for American consumption. To grow crops for Saudi Arabia's cows. Well, holy cow. Duda, duda. And this happens all the while some state residents have had their water supply cut off. But well, we can't afford to give you water. We got to give it to the cows so that the Saudi Arabians are happy. So it took steps to lower residents water consumption as it combats a long-term drought. But meanwhile, <laughs> you, you, yeah, okay, the spigot flows freely for the Saudi-owned company. Drought struck in Arizona. A foreign company for a foreign nation's cows pumps enough to support a city of 50,000 people 
Thank you, Joe Biden, you shit. But this is only this Saudi company. It's called Fondo Monte Arizona LLC. They're just one of several companies that take advantage of the Arizona State's Agriculture Lease Program, which does allow entities to lease state-owned land for 10 years to grow crops. So are they growing cows? So these guys in 2015, Fonda Monte, leased 3,500 acres of land in, in Butler Valley. It's just an area west of Phoenix. For a below market rate price, well, of course it was. And has since had the unregulated access to the state's groundwater. And this, is, uh, this was actually reported on public service TV back in a year ago. Why do we let this happen? You see all these things like this that happen? This is my, the same thing God's going to say when we stand before him. It's your fault. You didn't believe. So right now, the finger's coming to us. It's your fault. You didn't do anything. It's as simple as that. Now listen to this. This was kind of cool. I got to get a drink. Okay, this is the quote up front, the headline. We will bring you down. That comes from the German parliamentary member to dismantle whose grip on governments. And when I first read that, I'm like, what is this, an Abbott and Costello thing? Who's who? You know, who's on first? No, I don't remember the original. Thank you very much. Anyway... <clears throat> that's what Rain Man, if you've ever seen the movie Rain Man, that's what he's talking about when he always does that who's on first thing. So anyways, who is actually the World Health Organization? Oh, I says to myself when I read the headline, I better read this. She's getting serious with, uh, yeah, one of those major, 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 you know, we're going to own your backsides in no time flat. But so Christine Anderson, again, it's a German MP. I forget what the MP stands for. I believe the P is Parliament. Anyways, whatever. So last week, she shredded. She shredded the World Health Organization, calling it a group of globetarian misanthropists, who she and a group of seven other MPs have vowed to dismantle in order to oppose, in order to oppose the World Health Organization supplementing. Now listen, this is key. The World Health Organization supplementing democratically elected governments. A supplement is something you take in addition to to help you with a situation. You know, vitamin supplements and blah, 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 whatever, whatever. It can also become the main source and the solitary source of your relief from whatever your medical condition is. They're talking about the World Health Organization, as I've stated before, supplanting democratically elected governments. That means you and me, baby, and, you know, Germany and a host of others. She says, an unelected body like the World Health... Yep, one more. An unelected body like the World Health Organization is controlled and run by multi-billionaires who should never be allowed to act in place of a democratically elected government. That's what she said during the Citizens' Initiative Conference in Brussels. So she's right over there. She's right over there in the midst of it. And she's saying in no uncertain terms, you got no right to dictate anything to a democratically elected government. Hey, if them commies and whoever that don't have, you know, democratically elected opportunities, well, you want to go to them, that'd be fine. They're used to being, you know, subjugated. But as far as the rest of us go, oh, nay, nay, oh, get, your, get yourself off my property. I'm going to see just how fast this 30-odd six can go from me to you. Well, not the gun itself, but the rifle itself, but, you know, the round. Anyways, okay. This is, this is it. This is so serious. You know? So take it from me, she continues. Take it from the millions and millions of people around the world 
We will bring you down and we will not tire until we have done just that. So brace yourselves. We are here and the fight is on. So let's have the fight. Damn, I wish she was a president over here. Damn. Trump should get her as his vice president pick. I'm serious. And this is the exact attitude that should have been taken before Hitler. Okay? This is it. And unless we, <laughs> you know, garner that attitude or that way of thinking, listen to me, you... Boy, I wish I could. You listen to me now. Because if you don't put a stop to this, if you don't end this as soon as possible, worse than Hitler is ready. Worse than Hitler. Now, I want you to remember something, or I want you to know something if you didn't know this already. Hitler was the answer. That's how he got in. He had the right answer to the country's ills, and they had plenty of them after the First World War, the biggest being the reparations that they were paying. So you just take it from me as from somebody that knows his history, and I've spoken to people that were there when it all happened. Hitler was a great man. He was a leader of a political party that just, you know, after a while the people said, you know what, this guy's got it going on. And once he got in power, <laughs> wow, how things changed so quickly. That's exactly like, you know, the, the Antichrist or the man of sin, son of perdition is going to be. Let's do another scripture. Let's do this one in the book of Jeremiah again. And I didn't write the, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. Well, it's in the same chapter of Jeremiah 18. Okay, so anyways, goes on like this. Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you. That's Isaiah. Saying, this people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain, in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Jesus says the doctrines of devils. Yeah. Yeah. And he said this too, as a matter of fact, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand. See what he's saying? You hypocrite? Man, that's like an explanation the way it's written in the original. You hypocrites. Can't be emphasized and, and more strongly um, transliterated ye hypocrites that's a big thing and this vain worship this is what we got going on the political bastards up there in Washington got everybody so freaking whacked out that they even whacked them out of their religious beliefs for many of them and now they're lost forever they're gone man they're gone you know, growing up, I remember when preachers preached this kind of stuff. I remember when preachers were steeped into the Old Testament telling you the same thing I'm telling you. I guess I'm an old-time preacher, right? These verses are alive. These verses are the Word of God. They don't die. They don't fade away. They don't become irrelevant ever. Jesus says that the world and everything else will disappear before the law. And then he makes it also a point before his word. So please, please, don't tell me it's not relevant. Please don't. All you got to do is change a word. And I'm not talking about, you know, everybody going, oh, no, no, you're changing the word of God. Well, you know what? It's Really, don't even go there with me, all right? Stop. You're the same people that look at me when I talk to you about sin and say, well, who are you to judge me? Who the frick is judging you? What do you got, a guilty conscience or something? What are you afraid somebody's going to know what you do when nobody's around? Or when the lights are off late at night and you're by yourself? When your wife goes out of town, what do you do then? Do you have those parties in your house? You know the ones I'm talking about. 
Same thing if you take a business trip. Are you faithful? Do you remember your wife and kids enough? Love them enough? To be a good husband, to be a good father? Do you? If you don't and you're not, go to the Lord. He goes on and continues in verse 14. This is the Lord speaking. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. Jesus talks about the same thing. But you see what he says there, the let them alone? That's because it's like, you know what? Like my mother used to say when she wanted me to, you know, do something and I didn't do it like within a period of time. You know, I was at that age where, yep, it's not going to be right now. It's going to be on my time. And, you know, that's a different story. But she would say to me later on when I would be in the kitchen and she'd be at the sink in front of me, how come you didn't take the garbage out? That's usually what it was. And I didn't have an answer, of course, except for blew it off, you know, for 10 hours or whatever. And she'd say, you know, I might as well talk to the effing wall. And she do her hands like the other time Italians would do, you know, when they're frustrated, they make that, like, you know, you, you blow a kiss with your finger like that. That's how they do it. And she would do that. So it's, he, God figures, what am I, I, I'm talking to the wall. Let them go. Leave them alone. They're not going to change. They're so, in, they're so deep in their filth and their sin, they can't see out. Just stick to the ones that can still see. We have, moving on, <laughs> this isn't really funny because it's all because of Joe Biden but, and his policies and his people. So let me just say the story. Vacant, crime-ridden, and, and vacant, crime-ridden, and in various stages of homeless decay. The three-year exile in San Francisco, because people can't stand living there anymore, resulted in empty storefronts with large, huge going-out-of-business signs hanging from the windows, the doors, whatever, we're talking some of the mainstream. They've left. And when you go into a store that's still there, things like toiletries, such, such as like shampoo, toothpaste, deodorant, razors, they're, they're locked up. They're locked up in Walmarts. And you know what it's like finding somebody to have the key that can open the thing so you can get your selected razors out? Oh, please. Oh, please. Boston will win another freaking World Series. <laughs> God forbid. No. <laughs> Anyways, the problem is, in New York State, I don't know how it is anyplace else, but listen to this. This was, when this became the rule, I went, holy cow, we've hit bottom now, and we haven't even gotten near the bottom. If you take less than $900 out of a store, you're free. I mean, in the end, if you do get snagged for it, the most you'll probably get is a night in the hooch cow with a ticket to appear, and they're going to say, okay, blah, blah, whatever, whatever. It'll get dismissed. You'll never go to court. Never. So they literally go into these stores, and they got it all figured out. I can take this much of this and that much of that and blah, 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 and get out the store and not worry about it. What in the Sam Hill is that all about? I mean, have you never seen the videos on the internet? They got the store videos, and this group of blacks mostly, but blacks and whites, okay, let's be fair, <laughs> no, go into these stores with a bag or a whatever, or some of them have nothing, you know, they just hold as much as they can, and they just empty out as much of that store as they need to. This is like in places like San Francisco, Detroit, and Portland, and Philadelphia. These are the worst ones. Believe it or not, New York's not quite that bad yet. Yet, I say yet. So, this is out of control, I would say. It's gotten so bad 
You know, to be honest with you, I know you might think it's intentional. I got to be honest with you. It is. Why do you think these policies are set in the first place? Why do you think these laws are being passed that have, you know, there's no criminal responsibilities? Whether it's the Homeland Security or drug enforcement or whatever, the FBI, they're all Biden's toys. So you look at any major city. Listen now, here's something fun to do. We used to do this kind of stuff in school. Here, here's a pin. Go, go pin it on the state of Arizona. So I know it's hard for you to do that kind of thing nowadays because you don't even know where Arizona is, do you? Anyways, let's move along. And you'd pin it, you know, so do that. I want you to look at any American city that's run by Democrats and baby, I guarantee you, you'll see tents and camps as far as the eye can see. I mean, they have taken over not just the slums of the city. Oh, no. They've moved into the up and up. They squat in a person's house and say, blah, blah to you. It's mine. And the damn thing, it, that's it. It's his. What in the Sam Hill is that all about? Then you know, this doesn't count the violence and the drugs that go along with it. Is this really what you want? If it is... Don't bother to listen to the rest of my show. I would be so insulted to even meet you and know what you think and still listen to my show. Why, you are lost. You are. You're lost. Here's a good example for the economy and how things are not going. Best Buy. Man, I'll tell you, I was shocked. Because it seems Best Buy has weathered a lot, and they always stay out. You know, they always, they rise. They're reporting, this is their report, that in the very near future, which in the next few months or so, there's going to be massive price hikes on thousands of different products. Now, this is the latest in a getting longer list of not just small businesses going down or out, but of major retailers also. We got Target is floundering. We got Bed Bath & Beyond. We got, I mean... You know, and part of it is with Amazon, there's almost nothing you can't get on Amazon. I did some searching, I did some shopping for a uh, solid state drive. I'll tell you, you know what? It took me days because there were so many competitive deals between Amazon and Best Buy. I finally went with Best Buy. I think if I remember right. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. And then, you know what? I'm so glad. I just got myself into that total tech program. Full coverage. Full coverage. Yep, $179 a year. But, man, let me tell you, when you read something like this, <laughs> you better think twice about not doing it. They cover your electronics and your, your tech in your house. Right? With no... They don't even think about if you didn't buy it from them. Oh, well, okay, here. Let's, let's help you with that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the trend are particularly worrying because, <laughs> again, you know, Best Buy as the kind of store it is, this is a personal electronics dealer, right, for the most part. And they were, as I said, a hot seller just not that long ago. Well, a little over two years ago. I'm telling you, again, all this has happened since Uncle Joe sits up there on Pennsylvania Avenue. I mean, you know, this store is where you went for anything new and upgrading whatever from Microsoft that you couldn't get off the Internet. Every and any gadget launched by Apple with huge lines of shoppers waiting to get the newest item. And they pretty much carried every innovative product that was on the market. My friends, my friends and fellow countrymen, this, my friends, is just another example of the globalist making final moves to implement the Great Reset, followed by dun, 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 world totalitarianism. Well, I didn't think I was going to get that last word out. That's a tongue twister for me. But this is it. This is it. I mean, let's look at this one. I, I wrote this one. 
the days ahead as the masses finally realized, listen to this now, to this point, or at this point, in the COVID-19 story, which is, okay, right, just kind of, let's not talk about it. Western civilization in general, and the USA in particular, well, folks, we have descended into an epic group psychosis as a result of the managed mind 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 game. <laughs> I won't say the F word. But it was induced and it's been induced by our own government and all the governments around the world and so forth and all these agencies and everything else just, you know, lockstep, right in line. In collusion with, here it comes, pharmaceutical industry metastasizing on money the way an aggressive cancer feeds on sugar in a human body. I just want you to know this. Fearful citizens, all right, swallowed all manner of unreality just thrown at them, foisted to them by means of any and all propaganda and censorship. And I say censorship because how often, and we're still hearing the, the ugly tales of censorship by Facebook, TikTok, whoever else, right? You posted one or too many things about the bullshit that they're trying to sell you as a real deal, and they, oh, guess what? <laughs> you can't have that. I actually had one like a month or two ago. I was shocked. Kind of almost like I got a badge of honor, though. You are being officially censored by the, uh, well, the three monkeys in the closet with a little candle to see by, and they're our censorship team. And, well, they've decided that what you posted is, uh, well, it's not exactly correct. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you know. This is the attitude that <laughs> is the reason why teachers and I didn't get along. <laughs> I'm serious. I was in a, listen, i got to tell you a funny story. I was in a business law class one time, right? Seemed like a fun class to take. I was in, I think I was in high school. I could have been in ninth grade, either way. So the teacher starts talking about the rights of the consumer, and the, so that's the subject. All right, that's the headline or whatever. Consumer rights, and so she starts going, and I start taking notes. All of a sudden, this urge came over me, and I'll tell you, I don't know where this came from because it was total inspiration I started writing about the rights of man and this and that and the objectivity of the law and this and that, and I'm going on and on. And I, you know what? I'm not even realizing I'm turning pages in my notebook. I'm going. All of a sudden, after like, I don't know, umpteen pages I've written, <laughs> I notice or I get the idea. And I mean, I was so focused on this, I was like in tunnel vision. I didn't even realize. She was like a distant noise, you know, her talking. Right? And all I saw was that notebook in front of me, and I'm just scratching away on it. Suddenly I realized she's standing next to me. <laughs> and she goes, Oh, Mr. Tenace, I would love you know, when they call you call your name like that, you know it's like, whoo, this is here it comes. So she says, Mr. Tenace, I would love to see the notes that you've been writing, seeing as you haven't looked up at me in the last fifteen minutes. I says, Oh my gosh. So she starts to read it, and it doesn't take very long for me to get into the nuts and bolts of it all. And I mean to tell you, I wasn't hiding anything. And she goes, you despicable human being. Imagine saying that to a kid now. You, first of all, just clean out your locker and go home. They'll mail you the check, right, because your career is over. <laughs> And if they could still fatter you, they would. Anyways, down to the principal's office I go. I don't remember what he even told me. I don't. But anyways, even at the time, even though I was like in deep, like up to my chin, <laughs> you despicable human being. Anyways, I'm glad it wasn't Nazi Germany. They could have taken me outside the school wall and shot me. So listen. We don't know for sure how, who, and why exactly COVID-19 was set loose on the world. 
I don't think we're ever going to know the real deal on that. We just know that what they gave us is a bunch of crock, right? Okay, and these public health agencies, they don't want us to know. Oh, no, 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 no. That's privileged information. Oh, what? And you're friggin' privileged? You're a frickin' pharmacist, douchebag. I mean, no disrespect, but you're not God. I think the worst, and believe me, the worst and most badly dishonest act was the official, official, this is an official announcement, suppression of effective treatments with common, now common, safe antivirals that could have saved millions of lives. And all that, okay, thank you, big firm, all that just to preserve the vaccine company's liability shield from the emergency use authorization. So here, we scare the living bejesus out of all these people, billions, I mean billions of people. Sad part is the elderly and the infirm. What's their choice, right? They're just hoping that their oxygen don't run out. And I don't, I'm not being mean or facetious. I'm serious. And here you throw this at them. And you put the living fact fear of God into them. Why you did that is just beyond me, but that's your operation modi. So I guess what else can you expect? This, and I can't believe that I'm reading and learning and hearing that there are, in fact, governments still against the sale and use of Ivermitech or whatever that other name is I wrote, hydrochloroquine, which could be taken prophylactically in anticipation of a new outbreak. Listen, if these populations were driven crazy by authorities ginning up on their fear and preying on it, what's going to happen if, as they wake up here, because they are waking up, What's going to happen with that fear? What if it turns to anger? Listen to me. Aren't you angry? Aren't you really pissed right the fuck off? What do you think they're going to feel like? Hey, baby, stand aside. I'm going. They're going to be the ones that come running past us, right, to get into the middle of the field to you know, take on the enemy sort of thing, like in the movie Braveheart. They're the ones that are going to be, like, passing us. And that's exactly what's going to happen when Americans and maybe even the Europeans, it might just start in one country and, and go like a wildfire. But either way, when they realize they've been subject, subjected to history's biggest homicidal fraud, that anger, my folks, is going to seek targets. That is exactly what they're going to do. And they're going to find them very easily in their own government officials. And also, yes, don't forget, the medical establishment itself. Yes, that's right. That's right. They betrayed their patients unconscionably. Impossible to say how it's going to play out in the end. The interesting thing is, if they're, you know, in some countries, they're in parliaments, they have a regular political procedure if, quote-unquote, parliament fell. All right? They have procedures in place. Our country doesn't have that. We have no procedure for changing authority in a time of crisis. Instead, <laughs> but now, are we the lucky ones? Nah. Instead... We have a president up to his neck in bribery scandal, an executive agency thuggery, and political parties sunk in corruption, and no way to get rid of them except elections, which are still many months away. And I hate to say it, at least half the people don't believe the elections are honest. By the time the elections come, there's going to be a lot more. And each and every day we go, whoo-hoo. We are in a vicious cycle that's not going to end. The crisis of the economy and finance, that's going to be the, the straw that breaks the camel's back. And when the reality comes that America and Europe are broke, when the World Bank calls in the chips, 
Yep. Should have been a farmer. And now for your entertainment. I got some entertainment for you. I hope you enjoy this. I saw this guy on Facebook. My wife showed it to me. I laughed so hard. So here he is, picture this, sitting on the stool, stand-up comedian, but he's sitting, and he says this. I am so into the Biden for president campaign. No, really. I am. But not Joe. No, not the current president. But Hunter Biden. I don't know if you know this, but Hunter Biden is an Eastern European oil executive. He's a Chinese financier. He is a North African land development manager. And don't forget, he's a world-class painter. And most importantly of all, he's done all this, plus more, all the while high on cocaine and doing hookers. And I thought I was going to laugh. I mean, die laughing. It's, uh, you got to hear the guy. It is so funny. But truth, <laughs> truth be told, right? So there's my politically incorrect satire for today. So now we're going to have a pretty long scripture. Jeremiah 18. Again, we're in Jeremiah. Um, I think I've talked about Jeremiah before. He, he went through a very, oh, man, as far as all the prophets go, he prophesied against five major nations or kingdoms and saw them all, you know, come and go, as he said. And he loved Israel. He loved the Lord God. You know, oh, deep, 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 deep love. Right? And he laments, back to the Book of Lamentations, he laments the deliverance of Israel to a foreign power. In other words, the conquering of his homeland. Oh, he just tears. So it says this in chapter 18. Here now. For the law shall not perish from the priest nor counsel from the wise, nor the word from the prophet. Come, and let us smite him with the tongue, and let us not give heed to any of his words. Give heed to me, O Lord, and hearken to the voice of them that contend with me. Shall evil be recompensed for good? For they have digged a pit for my soul. Remember that I stood before you to speak good for them, and to turn away thy wrath from them. Therefore, deliver up their children to the famine, and pour out their blood by the force of the sword, and let their wives be bereaved of their children, and be widows, and let their men be put to death. Let their young men be slain by the sword in battle. Let a cry be heard from their houses, when thou shalt bring a troop suddenly upon them, for they have digged a pit to take me and hid snares for my feet. Yet, Lord, thou knowest all their counsel against me to slay me. Forgive not their iniquity, neither blot out their sin from thy sight, but let them be overthrown before thee. Deal thus with them in the time of thine anger. Unfortunately for Jeremiah, when he realizes how sinful his people are, he already knows that. He finally thinks about it and says, wait a minute, they're after my neck. And they were, Dave. <laughs> you know, these prophets didn't just have to say what they had to say and get away with it. No, they were contended with quite often. And quite often the contention was a, a hurtful one. So anyways, you know, he's saying, aren't these the people that were once so great and wonderful? Aren't these the people that were your people? They had the oracles of God, the only ones, so forth and so on. And yet, look at, what's, look at what they're doing. But the first thing he lets be known is that the law shall not perish from the priest, nor counsel from the wise, nor the word from the prophet. Then they turn to the world and say, come and let us smite him with the tongue, and let us not give heed to any of his words. So no matter how much you cry, and no matter how much you beg and sorrow and all this kind of stuff, there's no mercy coming for the lost. Nope. Not going to happen, Captain. So this is the sequel. 
Dun da da da. The sequel. Do we have time? Well, <laughs> make it a quick one. A sequel. This is called, I'm calling it, the remaking of Monsters. Now, bear me out. One can surmise from the various Bible verses and the text out of persuadographical books like Enoch and Jasper's. But we read those books and we find out that giants not only were present during their days, but they were common. So really, as such, people of this era and for centuries afterward would not have been shocked to see a giant. I mean, once the, uh, you know, the insurrection occurred and they came down on Mount Hermon and mated with women and all that, and of course the giants were their prodigy, that, that went on for quite a while. And they were known, they were seen, you know, everybody, you know, wherever they lived in the world, too. These things were worldwide. What about it then? So what about it? What about this experience that was so severe and so was its judgment? Obviously, and it is obvious, that angels regularly circulate among human beings. That's a no-brainer. Their appearance is so utterly human. We need to understand, again, as I read this to you before, there's a web of activity going on right now in our world regarding the fallen ones, and that, that could, you know, from quote-unquote Lucifer, also known as Satan, all the way down to the smallest little demigod and demon. The fallen ones of that day are the same ones of today. They're not a new batch. It's all the same thing. The difference is now, as I've tried to warn you about so many times, and this also includes AI and hybridization, the misuse of it, I should say. But just as I told you before, they've only changed the book cover. The plan is the same. Drink of water, sorry. The You know, the whole idea of that incursion, that was a dark experiment, very, very dark. That was something they didn't know what was going to be the result of. Let's mate with these women, see what we get. Because, see, they were <laughs> celestial. And they, in, in the course of their thinking... They wanted to attempt to link the unseen world with our physical reality. And it can't be done. But the thing is, you know, that's what they were doing. That's why this hybridization program that you hear tell about and also the um, AI and the merging of the two is nothing more than, a, you know, again, the 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 depleting, really, of the image of God, or, or according to them. So keep that in mind the next time you think AI is the next greatest thing. I got a little number for you, 7.2, listen to this. And I even did some math to give you the number. Nearly 20% of Generation Z which is basically from 19 to 26 years old, identify as something other than heterosexual. That's according to the latest Gallup poll. Each poll, you could do like a plus or minus 3%. That means, and this is in America alone, so, all right? That means 24 million... 255,207.14 of Americans identify as the alphabet soup crowd there, the LGBTQs. This, my folks, I mean, they should hang a sign on Washington, D.C., welcome to the new Sodom and Gomorrah. Why don't they call one side of the earth Sodom and the other side Gomorrah? 
That way everybody's included because it's an all-inclusive world, right? What this is is a wake-up call. You better wake up and pay attention. These are the signs of the times, baby. These are the days that lot of lot. Remember Jesus said that? He said it would be, when his coming is coming again, the days of Noah and or the days of Lot. Both those days, both those times, the one thing, if, if nothing else, they had in common was the, oh my gosh, the great desire to sin. And when I say a desire to sin, I mean sin. I mean the men came to Lot's house and saw the angels there that were sent by God to get Lot and his family the heck out of there before God destroyed it. And these prideful bastards were asking Lot to give over the men, take, you know, make them come out of your house so we can have them. When you see the word no a lot of times in Scripture, that's a sexual thing. So we may get to know them, really. Then Lot was so concerned, I guess he offered them his daughter. They didn't want her, though. They wanted the men. Geez, that reeks of what? Oh, yeah, homosexuality. Mm. And every month this goes on, every month it gets worse, every day they try to pass something that is just what? Are you serious? Ultimately, it's a spiritual force that's behind us. That's the point of what I'm saying. And that is all the Satans and all the demons and all the devils. They're striking at the very heart of humanity, the family, the person, the individual. We are the crown of God's creation. And I'm not saying that pridefully. God got done. We weren't created in the midst of any other part of creation. All right? So when the, you know, the birds and the bees, they, they all, you know, happened together. We were a separate thing all by ourselves. And then Satan, <laughs> in a dramatic <laughs> coup, turned that all around and caused Adam, or first Eve, and then, of course, subsequently Adam, to sin, to be in, you know, just devious disobedience. But, and we've continued that rebellion ever since. But that's it. And really, it's a cult of self. Self-worship, self-love. This is where the, in, the individual determines their morality. This is where they determine their gender and their sexual preference. But they don't include God in any of that. It's not only an issue of the body. It's more an issue of the mind and soul. People, it is well documented that once entering this movement, they ultimately find that it also doesn't bring hope, joy, purpose, and meaning. And some have gone undergone radical surgeries that have changed them. And then they're plugged even deeper into distress. Jesus never decried or denounced the sin of same-sex marriage or homosexuality. Never did. However, he did come to fulfill the law and the prophets, and it was stated clearly in the Old Testament. Jesus mentioned Sodom and Gomorrah three times. If you go back to Genesis 19, it's perfectly clear why those cities of Lot, that you know, I speak of in Lot, were destroyed. Luke 17 is where he talks about the days of Noah and also the days of Lot. Elsewhere in the New Testament, 1 Timothy 1 states that the law is for murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslaughter, manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, get it, practicing homosexuality, either female and female or man and man, and for man-stealers, oh, that would be the adulteress, for liars and for perjured per persons. Those are the people, according to 1 Corinthians 6, will not, <laughs> get it, will not inherit the kingdom of God. 
we are collapsing under the weight of our own sin. And that's my starting headline for my next show. So we're going to do it that way. Oh, sure, that's how you want to do it? Yeah, that's why I want to do it. We're about, what, at an hour. So let's get out of here. Let's make it happen, Captain. I can finish getting this thing ready. Add that little bit of music at the beginning. That was pretty cool. I like that. So anyways, <laughs> that being done and said, or said and done, whichever way you look at it, I'll see you later. I'll talk to you later. God bless.